Hi, this is Carolyn, and Erin is here with me, and we are so excited to have Marilyn Sherman, who is the National Promotions Manager for USTA, and Danny Broadstreet, who is the North Carolina Director of Adult League. So that means we have legit experts on USTA here with us. So Erin, can you start us off with the first question? Sure. Thanks for um, joining us today. This will be fun. I understand there's a new way to register teams for USTA. I'm very excited because I'm a captain and I feel like this is going to make my job easier. And sounds like it's going to also be really good for individuals that are looking for teams. So Marilyn, do you mind telling us about that new feature? No, thank you. And I really appreciate this opportunity to really get this word out because I think we all know that we offer the best thing in recreational sports. And people who find league tennis it's all they want to do in their free time, right? So it's like uh, we have no trouble keeping the people who have found us, and we keep them for quite quite a long time, really. Uh, but we've also always heard that it's hard to break into this thing. If you don't have a captain who's, you know, asked you to be on his team, her team, for the last, whatever, 10 years, it can be really hard to break in. So we're so excited to bring in this new option. And and basically, we have now three team types. So the first one is what we've always been doing. Your team, Aaron, can be closed. That means same old, same old. You give your uh, teammates the team number, they register, and you're doing everything you've always done as a captain. But now we also have an option. You could have a team that's closed but seeking. That means... I think we're okay, but I might want to hear if there's a new singles player. Later on, we may need an extra guy on our mixed team. So closed but seeking. Now you're saying, I want to get emails from the players in my area, in my flight, women's 3-5 flight, who've said they're looking for teams. You'll now get those emails, and the player has an opportunity to tell you who she is. I like singles. I could join a club, you know, whatever it is. Um, They could tell you a little bit about themselves. And then the third type are open teams. These are teams, captains that are saying, sign up for my team. Just register directly on. We have people that say, oh, my God, nobody's going to do that. Guess what? They will. Mm -hmm. They're doing it. And I have some great numbers to share in a second. But this says, you know, I'm a women's 2-5 and we're still just, we're all new, but we don't have enough. Or even at the opposite end, we're 5-0s. We want to get back into tennis, but we don't have enough. So often we think of it in those extremes, but now we know it actually helps all levels connect. And so in just a couple months, we've had uh, 23,000 teams sign up in the usual way they're closed, but we've also had 3,000 teams say, we're closed but seeking. I want to hear who these players are and maybe we can connect. We've had 800 teams register as open teams. That's phenomenal. That's really amazing. And then the last thing, we've had 600 players register onto these closed but seeking an open teams. We've had local coordinators who've done amazing jobs in their own efforts to connect players to teams and teams to players. But now we can do it right through our Tennis Link platform. We're super excited. Now we actually have results. We know this will work. So very excited. 
Yeah, um, guys, our local league coordinators in North Carolina have started using this as well. And it's helping us just put new teams together, especially in those two fives that there aren't that many or they don't know other people or how to go about it. This has been really, really helpful for them. So we're excited about where it take, where it's going to take us. Yeah, I've heard a lot from, um, well, first, this is like tennis dating. I love it. <laughs> Sign up and you get, you know, it's like, um, but um, I've heard so many people that you're right. It's hard to break onto team, you know, break into teams that have been established for years. Um, So this is such a good way to do that. But I think it is, again, it's one of those things like, we keep reminding ourselves the good, there's a lot of bad things about the pandemic, but there are some really good things too. I'm sure that tennis has grown during the pandemic because it's the safest sport to social distance. And Huge. maybe people played before and now they're picking it back up and don't know where to start. So I think it's a really exciting feature. I think it's great that you guys were able to do this, you know, during this time. And I think that's such a cool option too. I mean, both from Aaron talked about from a captain's perspective, but just as an individual, I have friends from college that want to sign up for um, USTA teams and play. And they asked me about it. And before I've always said, well, you need to get it, be part of a team and have a number. This is fantastic. It really has taken away all the no's. The other thing I think it's great for are people who relocate to the area, because I get so many of those calls And now they can just go on and find things in their area immediately and get playing really quickly. Yeah, that's great. So with all your experience working for the United States Tennis Association, I mean, Danny is the North Carolina State Coordinator and Maryland has been working for a few decades with USTA Southern and now USTA National. In other words, she's a very big deal. Um, You both must have some memorable matches over the years. Can you tell us about them? That's hard. I mean, all of my matches are probably, I don't know if they're memorable. I'm not that good. (laughs) (laughs) We don't judge. (laughs) Yeah. But do you know those days when like everything you do just goes right and you're just Mm. playing really, really well? So I have two matches in my mind that, um, that, that happened for me. I mean, two out of how many I've played. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yes. (laughs) They stand out, (laughs) but they definitely stand out. Um, one was a combo match and um, it was a eight, five combo match. And I felt like the four five, which of course I was not, but it <laughs> felt really good that day. Yes. And we, um, we were playing against pretty good friends and they were all just stunned. And it was, it was a really good win. <laughs> <laughs> my, my most memorable in the match probably though was on my 40th birthday when I was playing, I was so excited. It was indoors and, um, I was so excited to be playing on my birthday, just having a great time. And we're pretty far into the match. And all of a sudden, um, I tore my calf muscle. Oh, yeah. And I went down. And the most embarrassing part was that when I got up, I had left a butt print on the the court. (laughs) (laughs) So that was memorable, but not in such a great way. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's great. That's great. All right, I'm going to go right to embarrassing since you did that okay. one because <laughs> there's no question this one will be the one I will always remember most. And it's we're in the middle of the Grand Slam season with the Aussie Open. So I started late. Now, remember, South Florida was the hotbed of tennis. And I started late, like at age 12. Uh, and then, but anyway, when I was uh, a sophomore, had made it to... Uh, our high school state championships, big deal. 
and I had run one, I think the first or and second round, I think. And this is where it gets crazy. Three days earlier, Chris Everett had gotten to the semis of the U.S. Open at age 16 and was now instantly famous. Mm-hmm. Big right. time. Yes. And chooses to come back and play her high school state tournament three days later, (laughs) where I get to play her. Oh, wow. Every TV station and the the paper and everybody's, you know, I mean, she has literally become a household word, if you say. Uh, And no, I didn't win. I'm not even sure I got a game. I really struggle to think, did she give me a game or not? But it was. <laughs> but you got to play Chris Everett. But definitely the most yeah. uh, interested in. Uh, yeah, that's a great story. I love that. That is amazing. It was fun. Was of so all cool. the times she decides to come back, right? Well, I should say that was either going to make me run away from tennis or t- somehow it, you stuck I guess, with it, it. Yeah, towards it. We really appreciate Marilyn and Danny speaking with us. Marilyn sent us a link to a sheet that explains the new types of teams. That's located in our show notes. I believe all the players who play USTA probably have benefited from Marilyn running towards tennis rather than away from it after losing to Chris Everett. There is a part two to this episode where Danny will discuss what it was like to start her job as director of adult leagues during a pandemic. And Marilyn will talk about what it's like to have an award named after herself. If you'd like to see a picture of Marilyn and Danny, please check out our Facebook page, which is Second Serve Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Mm-hmm.